This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. All right, folks, welcome back to the MVM Show. I'm Titus with my co-host, Thomas and Travis. Today, we're bringing to you an episode that I think will help you guys out, and that is planning an out-of-state waterfowl trip. Now, we're going to kind of stick to the freelancing side of it, um, not so much the guided side today. So, But before we get into the topics, I want to let you guys know that we now have the MVM Show podcast group on Facebook. So guys, go follow us there. Uh, we like we made it so we could interact with you guys. You guys can post stuff on there and kind of say what you know, you know, you feel like you want to say or bring up topics, maybe stuff that we can say in the podcast or maybe questions you have. We can just interact in there. So, anyways, guys, go follow us on there on Facebook, the MVM Show Podcast Group. Also, we're on Instagram, Facebook, and go check us out on YouTube if you haven't already. The Mid Valley Mercenaries on YouTube. It's almost duck season, boys. Feel free to comment about any of our previous podcasts on that page also. Yes. So let's just jump right into it. Um, we wrote down, we got a couple things here. Uh, this kind of came to me a couple days ago, and I thought this would be a great topic. And we've, I'm not trying to say we're pros at doing out-of-state trips. We've, re- Me and Thomas just recently did it. We also got some more trips planned that uh, yours truly, Thomas, Travis, and I believe Josh Webster We'll be going out of state here pretty soon. And then also we got the Kansas trip coming up with the big collab. So anyways, the first one I wanted to bring out for planning an out-of-state waterfowl trip is take the essentials. So beforehand, Travis, was, you were kind of asking what I was really referring to. And what I was kind of referring to is there's a – to me, there's a line – there's a borderline between taking too much stuff and then not taking enough. Yeah, you don't want to look like the Beverly Hillbillies, you know – going duck hunting with yeah. everything under the sun. And, and too, with flights, you're probably limited on how much stuff you can actually take without having to pay extra. So I see where you're going with that. You know, take 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 what you need, but, um, you know, you don't need 50 decoys or, you know. 
Well, you almost need to talk about whether you're flying or driving. Well, we could cover that, both. That, True. That changes everything. And I'm really looking forward to this podcast because I've never hunted out of state, so it's going to be informative um, for me, you know? Yeah. So. Well, the thing is, like Tom said, and that was that was what I was going to bring up, is the fact of flying or driving because, you know, it depends on where you live. If you live in the center of the United States, kind of, I'm not saying you have it easier. Have you, uh, have you told, I don't think we've talked about flying with, like Rocky and air airlines, I guess I should say. I kind of brought it up a little bit in the last podcast. Was that the podcast? Or was no, that was, might have been a video I just put out. Oh, I'm sorry, can, that was a video. That was that video I just dropped today about going to the vet with the shot. So yeah, I haven't said it on the podcast. I don't think. So yeah. So one thing you might want to well, think about. Hold, is, hold off. Let's hold off on that till this one of these other topics that can go with it with the flying with the guns thing. Okay. Let's just wait and do well, it then. that goes for dogs, too. Right. That's what I'm saying. Let's just wait till we get to that point. Right. But on the essentials, um, let's just say if you're driving, I mean, when you're packing, and I, this is not something we're going to, a topic we're going to stay on very long. I mean, it's just kind of common sense. Like, you don't want to underpack, but this will lead into the next one, the, the second topic I wanted to bring out. But in essentials, like, do you need four dozen decoys? I'm saying, do you need it? If you have room for it, if you're driving, why not take it, right? Here's the thing. I, I, the first thought that came to my mind, if you're hunting out of state, more than likely I've heard of people getting vandalized, you know, parking in a, a parking lot, leaving mm -hmm. their stuff on there. Um, so if you take a bunch of stuff, I mean, me personally, I'd want to haul it into my room. Um, you know, your guns. I mean, what would you want to leave in your truck that, you know, you're, you could do without if it got stolen? Um, you mean like in, you know, some in the bed that, of that your time truck? Of year, no, no, I'm saying even locked up. You never know. You know what I'm saying? Because people no, see don't. an out-of-state no. out state, uh, four-wheel drive truck, you know, if, if you're taking your own personal vehicle, if you're not renting a vehicle, and it's got, you know, a license plates from whatever state you mm -hmm. are, and you're like, hey, these these guys probably got some stuff in here that, you know, that I can take and pawn off or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. I know what's happened before. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of – there's so many variables in that. I mean, if yeah. you're going – Goose hunting or duck hunting or mm -hmm. whatever it is. Goose mm -hmm. hunting, I'm sure you're going to be taking more. But then you got op options too, like what kind of decoys you're going to take, silhouettes or, or Which all saves a ton of bodies or, you know, yeah. I mean, so so that might be something to... If you're hunting I mean, dry ground, you if you're hunting take, wet, if you're hunting marsh, you know. I can't remember how many were in a bag of those decoys of, we of had. Of what? Oh, the... Those... Um, dive? Dive bomb? Dive bomb. There was like I can't remember. 30, 18? 20, 30? I don't know. Yeah, something. I mean, it's a lot for the space, right? Oh, yeah. So you can't really just throw out a blanket like, oh, you can't take that many decoys. But yeah, I mean, I guess you have the most, room, most guys matter, though, right? that are going to go out of state are going to be able to realize like, this is what I need. Like, I'm not going to take. Right. Yeah. I think that's what so your next one leads right, like you said, right into it. Yeah, and I guess we could jump right in because, like I said, that wasn't going to be a long one, but it's just like, do you need 10 pairs of underwear? You know, if you're going for five days, do you need 10 One pair. pair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And reverse it. One pair for two weeks. Just don't get Giardia. Dry it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wash, yeah. Them, wash them in the sink if you have a sink, and then Bring use, them out. A, use a blow dryer. And put them in front of the air conditioner. <laughs> in take them out hotel. the window. <laughs> just take them out the window on your antenna. Hey, hey remember, <laughs> we were kind of having to do that in the hotel. Remember we went to... Uh, Oh my goodness! Where did we go, dude? That was epic. I, do you have a picture of that? No, 
Thomas had the most incredible rigged up. (laughs) Why did we not put that in the video? When we, that was when Michigan, right? Yeah. Oh, or no, Michigan. Wisconsin. There we Wisconsin. Go. Yeah. Wisconsin. So my my waiters were a cheap pair, and they had a leak. So I was having a dry them out. I was impressed I was with what he did. I was having a dry out every night, and it was cold there. So I'm like, I've got to make sure these things are dry. So I hung them up by the window, uh, like the curtain rod over the window. And usually, you know, cheaper hotels, they'll have that AC unit or yeah, heater right there unit in the right window. there in the window. Yeah. So I hung them up right there. And then I don't remember what I what Dude, I Dude, you used. rigged so many things together. It was unbelievable. <laughs> and it was I perfect. Had, I had like a cardboard box uh, like that would sh- basically like, like a duct and shoot all the warm air up into my waders. And it worked great. It'd dry them out every night. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> but uh, how did we get on that? Well, we were talking about... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. How did we get? Oh, on? we were talking about drying your under out underwear. <laughs> Where, yeah, how many how many yeah. pairs of underwear did so, you? Oh, dude. Yeah, use your I imagination. Can't even laugh. I broke my rib, dude. I think you broke it. Mm. Okay. Um. So it, it kind of rolls right into the next one. Anyways, I was just saying, don't over. You know. Right. You gotta just. But here, let's bring up the second point, and this is a big one: is make a checklist. That's yeah. huge. I mean, that is that, huge. That's huge. Yeah. I, I I have to make a, myself a checklist. Dude, we're talking about making checklists here. here. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm saying. You're going to go the yeah. refuge like you said on the last podcast yeah, where you yeah. forget your shotgun. I did, yeah. Yeah, that, so you have to make a checklist, going, especially going out of state. And there's nothing wrong with packing three weeks in advance. No. Start laying stuff out, no, no. you know, getting if it ready. If you're excited and you're going to be anyways, anybody who's going to go out of state is going to be excited about it. Yeah. Punk. Most people are going to be setting stuff aside way early. Right, you know, unless, yeah. unless make a list, check it unless twice. your tightest headings and do the last second. <laughs> yeah, throw it all in a bag and yeah. sort out when you get there. And well, I guarantee you, you're gonna forget something. Don't say that. <laughs> Why would you say that? <laughs> don't jinx me, man. Come on. <laughs> maybe that I maybe since I said that, you, you know what I saying that you know you're that you're going I, in two weeks, right? Yeah. But you, you, saying that, you know what I did? I printed like three of my li- Nebraska hunting licenses. <laughs> <laughs> I put one in my wallet, uh, one in my back, my suitcase. Uh-huh. Like I'm stacking them. So just that's a case. good idea, though. That's not a bad idea. It's I mean, free. It's free to print those. Who knows out. what happened? Who knows what will happen? You know Nebraska I mean? gives you 24 hours for free reprints. Huh? So I printed like what a great state. <laughs> I know, <laughs> dude. They want to charge us an arm and leg if we want to reprint it's, something. It's here. Uh, what nine? Is it 20 fif- bucks or no, 10 bucks? I thought it was nine or 15 or something like that. Yeah. Because I had to yeah, two years ago. And then you got, if you lose your stamps, you know what I'm saying, there, there's the, the stamps. Yeah, not your federal. Yeah. I, wonder, I wonder how that works out for the state since they, they don't give us a, a, a actual stamp. They print it out on, on our thing. They have record. I don't know how that works. Wait, I don't, wait, I don't know what's going to happen. Your, your uh, state no, duck stamp you, you is printed out. You, you know what I'm saying? You don't pay for all that again. Not your you federal just, duck stamp. No, not the federal, but I wonder about the state. The I don't, don't want to experience that. They, they, don't, they, they don't. don't charge you. Yeah, it's just a, uh, a, oh. st- a solid fee. To reprint that because you paid for it already. Okay. Oh, okay. But yeah, you don't want to lose your federal stamp. Right. That's another 20 bucks. But talking about checklists, I mean, those, I mean, you can't go wrong with doing that. It's just, because here's the thing. I would start doing a checklist six weeks in advance. I mean, and add to it as you're thinking about it. Because obviously we all know Uh we're we're thinking of every day I'm sitting there thinking about Nebraska. All of a sudden you'll have something. Yeah, I need to take that. And you'll forget it. At least I will. I'm. 
I have the worst memory ever, but <laughs> I'd probably lose I, a checklist. So, I mean, maybe a good idea too. snap a picture with your cell phone, lay it all out, take, snap a picture of it. I just, I just I keep my know. notes on my cell phone. Yeah. Because you always that. have your cell phone, right? Basically. Yeah, oh, maybe, tra- not, maybe not. Maybe <laughs> not. Travis. Travis might not count. I'm, I'm kind of a. Uh, but the a, rest of the he's world. He's in that age group to where he's borderline. Are you a millennial, Travis? No. no. I'm, I'm like a. I'm sorry. I'm a baby pick, boomer. I, nah, I think I'm like the Gen Xers. You're the Gen X. Gen X. 47. Is that you're, a Gen X? You're Gen X, aren't you? No, I'm millennial. On the bare, the, the tail end of it. Yeah. Yeah, I think not I'm the tell end of it, the yeah. front end of it. I, guess. I think I'm the I'm a, the Gen Xers or whatever that. Gen X. Yeah, yeah you are. I yeah. can't remember when baby boomers stopped. That's pretty. Dad's a baby boomer. Dad's baby, yeah. I don't know where that line's drawn on that, but anyways, uh, what else on as far as checklists? I mean, what's some things like like you said? Late, I think it's those those small things that yes. can add yeah. greatly to a hunt. You know what I mean? Gloves. Whether it be whether uh, it be comfort, face paint. Whether it be comfort or like toilet paper, a, you know things that will give you an advantage in the hunt or or scouting. You know what I mean? It's you're gonna remember the main things, but I think sometimes we forget about a lot of little little tools or what like a binoculars or something. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like that, where you I don't always use forget those. You know what I'm saying? You don't not get, you're not gonna hunt with them here, right? So you, know, you don't so think, you don't about, think it. about it, and you're like, oh man, I should have brought my binoculars. Yeah, you. You're thinking about whenever you're but thinking you know about what? your trip. You know why we don't think about binoculars? That's a good point. We don't. We can't really use them. No, we can't. Well, I mean, we don't have the need for it because we just the scouting is not there for us. Yeah. So that is a good point because that's something good to put down. Because mm-hmm. when we go out to say, we definitely need to take binoculars for sure. Yeah. Right. That's a very good point. So stuff yeah. like that. Uh-huh. Stuff you're normally not using. So <clears throat> you're going to be thinking about it. So you can. First of all, if you're going out of state with somebody that you know, they're going to be your biggest resource, right? Because they're, right, they're right. boots on the ground. They know everything basically already. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have that, you know, you're going to be thinking about your hunt, you know, temperatures, terrain, uh, species of birds you're going after, type of scouting you're going to be doing, all that, all that kind of stuff. And you could be thinking of... of Things that could uh, make your make your hunting trip better, you know, mm-hmm. make you more successful, or whatever it is, be more comfortable. Yeah, because you're not gonna. Oh, yeah, you're not gonna forget your gun, your license, bring ammo. You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. that stuff you don't need to think about. But yeah, like you said, Flat, maybe you know, headlamp and bug spray and right. just those little things, yeah. like you said. Yeah. That might be different than you're used to. Yes, like yes. you're saying, mm, like the binoculars or right. whatever for us. Yeah, or if you're going into colder weather, maybe some yeah. different kind of right. clothing gear, right? Stuff like that that, that you might, that you don't even have yet, right? You know? That you might have to buy, right? Yeah. And we were talking about the Alaska trip. You know that it was like that's kind of what slowed us down from doing it. It was like, man, we need a lot of stuff, right? Oh yeah, and it wasn't game, just the expensive part of the trip. It was like, man, all the gear we had to buy. Yeah. I mean, man, you can go out there. The bare bones, but I don't think Alaska is a good place to be doing no. that. It looks kind of cold in photos I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, so I don't know if there's anything more than the checklist. It's pretty basic standard. Mm-hmm. I mean, make right. a checklist. Make a checklist. So, and I think that's I, you definitely need to do that. I don't think that's something you should skimp over. Okay, then the next thing was is do your research. Some of these kind of fall into each other, and I'm, I'm having a hard time not bouncing into it like another one because it does fall in the same category almost, but like 
you definitely want to do your research if you're going out of state, whether, like Tom said, if you're going with a buddy that lives there, boots on the ground, or if you're just going to freelance and do it yourself. Yeah. Like you need, and when I see research, go on Google, pull up the town, local, the area that where you're going to be, and I've done this. You type it in Google, look it up, you know, look up the population, look what's there to eat, like what, you know. Closest gas station. Gas station, what what kind of food, you know, if there's food there. Some, I mean, some of these towns are podunk towns, they don't got nothing there. Or they close at like, you know, yeah, six 7 o'clock, o'clock yeah, and, seven and o'clock you're done hunting and you're starving to death and, and there's then nowhere you're to out eat. of luck, yeah. Yeah. Not even the gas station's <laughs> open. I mean, I've been in those towns. Yeah, they close I mean, it up early. Okay, and then what's the next biggest city to the one you're hunting in? You might have to drive a little bit to get some groceries or food or whatever, you uh-huh. know. Just do your research and see what, you know, you can look up pictures on Google Earth or maps too. You can actually like look at kind of the layout. They'll post it in Google too, like for the city or town that it's going to be in. They'll actually have images, what it looks like around there. Just kind of dig into it, you know. Check the weather forecast. Well, you... you, Oh, did I go? I'm sorry. It's all right. It's kind of hard not to, Yeah, exactly. Because these things all kind of go hand in hand with each other, but... Have you ever used any any hunting apps to research out of state hunting? A little bit. Wyoming, when I was big game hunting for mule deer, mm-hmm. I used it a bunch. Mm-hmm. Actually, I planned my whole hunt as around far as like scouting. Onyx. Yeah, yeah. Onyx. I think there's another one too. Uh, there's a, something maps or something hunt maps or something like that. I think is another one. I, well, it's Onyx hunt maps. Okay. There was a one. I I heard there's on another the, one. Yeah. I heard on the Falfront podcast. Shout out to Ben Falfront. I've heard somebody say Scout Look. Okay, I haven't heard that one. There, oh, it's man. actually kind of, kind of, kind of nice. Actually, give me a second, boys. I'm gonna look that up for you because there's a there's an app they say is really good for public land, and that was on Foul Friends podcast. Also, by the way, check out Jordan Elliott over there at uh, the Duck Gun Podcast. We're a, a partner brother podcast. But let me see. I need to give you guys that because that's Powder Hook. I actually hmm. haven't downloaded that. It's Powder Hook. Powder Hook. Powder Hook, all one word. And that was on my um, public land waterfall hunting with uh, the Falfront podcast. And the guy was, I think the guy that created or made or whatever, and I could be speaking this wrong. He maybe just partners with it or whatever. But he was, they said it's like really good for showing it. The public land sticks out a lot in this app. Like it's the focus of this app is public land. So hmm. it don't, instead of showing a, thousand different other details mm-hmm. it shows this so that could be something you guys could check Lay- out layers that might not pertain to what you want right we're yeah. like i don't even care about that why yeah. is it showing me that right i want to see where i can hunt mm-hmm. so supposedly like i said i haven't looked it up guys but i'm i'm pretty sure if they're talking about it, it should be good to go i am going to pull it up and look at look at it for sure though but um there's that one uh anything else on doing research I mean, personal experience is good too, right? You're going to have to be working a lot harder if you're going to a new area that you've never been f- before that you got to completely start from scratch. I mean, you can do research online, but... Maps. If, 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 yeah. Actual hard maps you can order right. in advance or pull up records. Right. And two, I mean, so I, I thought about this, you know, uh, look on uh, maybe some forums. And, yeah, yeah, that's you a good know, one. Previous forums went mm-hmm. and see, because, I mean... We all know it. Certain times of the year, you know, what I'm saying maybe better than others for the migration to come through there. I mean, you don't want to hunt it when the migration's not there. Mm-hmm. So you know, maybe look at old, old, mm-hmm. go back and research. Like, okay, when are these guys posting pictures up of, uh, you know, holding these straps of ducks in this state? You know, what I'm saying, you're not, you're, After of course, season. you're not, not going to know exactly <laughs> where it's at. Totally, dude. You know, what I'm saying, 
And, and that's kind of the tough part. Like for anybody, yeah. if you guys are planning a trip like that, maybe you've never done before. Um, if you've been hunting long enough, it don't take you long to figure out duck hunters aren't the most um, <laughs> information <laughs> spot based type people. You know what I'm saying? Which it, isn't wrong. No, there's nothing wrong with that. No, no I'm not downing it. I'm just mm-hmm. saying like, what? I mean, who's going to do that? Go right. post it all over in line. Right. Yeah. We slaughtered them today at this spot, you know. No, nobody's. That's just. And yeah, I try not to get back into that whole topic of yeah, that, I but know. it's it's just, I know. I feel like every podcast we bring that up. But it, the thing is, you know, it's the same thing as nobody tells you where that deer stand is, where that 10-point buck walks through. I mean, no, who does that? And I, do you expect them to? No. Oh, I can't believe he won't share that information with me. Yeah. I it's yeah. The thing the thing I can see though, I mean, talking about, you know, sharing hunts, what's the likelihood, you know, saying somebody take somebody comes here, right? From out of state. Mm-hmm. I'd probably be more likely to tell them, you know, take yes. them where I hunt because yes. they're not coming back. They're not yeah. They're not right. coming back. You know what I'm saying? Right. So in that uh, regard, you know. Yeah, or or taking somebody for the first time. Um well, I don't know if it's his first time or not, but he's going to be... There's some guys... Shane? It's not really his first time, but he'll probably go with us, I'm sure, a little bit. There's some other guys that might go, and then some guys from out of state, if they come out here, we'll take them. You know what I mean? We're going to take some new people or whatever. We're talking about doing, uh, you know, like a subscriber hunt, too. Um, You know? That'd be cool. Yeah. So, we'll do. I mean, but, you know... Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a no-brainer. You're out of state. Why do I care if I take this guy to my good spot, right? Not like he's going to be here the next time I come. Yeah, unless he moves. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That would be a good spot. (laughs) That'd have to be a great spot. Well, I can tell you, boys, everyone listening today out here, we're not going to find you a spot that's that good where you want to move out here. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, so I don't know. And that's down, that's straight up the truth right there. There ain't no uh, line on that one, boys. We don't do that here anyways. Anyways, all right, let's go on the next one. I put buy your license. I know Duh. that sounds simple, yeah. but instead of, uh, you don't have to, but instead of waiting until you get there to do it, you know, not to waste time. Get it out of the you know, way. Just get get it out, it's just one thing to get out of the way. Yep. If you're sitting on the couch, you know, sitting there watching a movie doing nothing of value, why don't you just jump on the internet real quick? And, the computer's an amazing thing. Yep, or your phone. Right. You can sit on the couch yeah. and watch a movie and buy your <laughs> license all from the one spot. Right. Hit the printer, print it out, bam, good to go. So that was just kind of a quick thing. It's like just just get everything out of the way you can just to make it easier. Yeah. You're not having to deal with it. You mm-hmm. just get there, focus on the birds, do the hunting. Right. Yeah, because you're already focusing on maybe airplane tickets or car rentals or yeah. getting your gear together, you know, all that stuff already. You got a, a hundred other things. Right. Going through your brain. Exactly. So, all right. This is a huge one. And uh, I didn't really do this in any order of importance, guys, for everybody that's listening. Like, I didn't like, oh, this is the most and work away. And I just, just, as they were coming to my head, I was just writing them down. So the next one would be read the regs of the area you will be hunting. That is probably the, one of the most important ones I think we'll talk about. Yeah. yeah. Probably different. I mean, I don't know. I've never hunted out of state, but. I would assume different states may have different bag limits. Oh, they do. Yeah. Um, you know, certain birds can be shot after this date. That sort of thing. Shoot times, all that. Yeah, you got it. That's everything. You're responsible for knowing as a hunter. You need to know. You know what I mean? Like, 
you sh- there should be no excuse for shooting more than your limit or more than a certain species or the shooting game before time. isn't going to care about you know, what you say about all that. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Being, being on private property or yeah. being in a no hunt zone. Right. You know what I mean? Those, those things are not okay. You know? No, so it's not acceptable. That's your responsibility to, yeah. to, to learn. So if you just do it in advance and read all the regs, man, mm-hmm. you'll, you're going to be good to go. You can't, you can't mess up there. Because I tell you what, the game warden isn't gonna ki- gonna care about your excuses. Mm-hmm. That's bottom line, yeah, and and they shouldn't. Yeah, it doesn't mean they're being rough or rude on you or not giving you a break. Yeah. I mean, you had how long when you're getting ready for one to be able to do that? So, reading the regs, getting the limits, like Tom said, and the thing is, a lot of states, there's a lot of states that have multiple openers, right? And you, season dates, yes, you know, depends and depends on where you're. There at may be four different right? openers. In, in Kansas or, or whatever, Nebraska or mm-hmm. Timbuktu, and the line may be barely split in two areas you want to hunt. What do right? we have here in California? Two or three, right? I mean, the down south opens up, up north opens before we do. Even state lines. the balance right. of state. That's true. We do too. Yeah. Yeah, up north, um, Susanville, my buddies that lived in Susanville, they were always, he was, I think they might be two weeks. Ahead of uh, ahead of the balance of state? It's for sure one. I think it's two. I know down south is like one or two ahead of us too. Yeah, it is? Yeah. Really? Yep. Well, well, well. <laughs> well. I have some contacts down there. I might have to <laughs> ask him about that. You better check on that one, Travis. I'm, I'm pretty sure. So anyways, yeah, we got those, and they would always send me pictures like, ha-ha, you know, we already, we already shot our limit before you guys can even pull the trigger. So, yeah, yeah, definitely want to pay attention to that because it could be a fine line that separates the honey hole. It's right. not worth it. Yeah, there's lines even with your own, within your own state or other states or actual state lines. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. have a license yeah, in Kansas. Yeah, and that's, yeah, you have that, a that's something you should check Kansas. out way before you go because what if you go to the area and, they, and they're not open yet? Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, what if the, the <laughs> birds are stacked over here Yeah. and that part is not the part of the the opener? Yeah. And you didn't know. And I'm just thinking, you know what I'm saying? You, you show up to hunt and you're freelancing it. And you start hunting, like, yep. man, this place is great. There's nobody out here. Uh, no competition, you know? And then you figure, then, you know, somebody's like, what are you doing? You That's know? a bad you're all pat- uh, It's not open for two weeks over here, you know? Yeah. You're all thinking you're the best duck hunter there ever was. I photos. found this spot. Yeah. Snapping yeah. photos left and right with limits. No competition. That would be bad. That would be a bad deal. That's hilarious. Yeah. All right. Uh, scout. Yes, sir. That's got to be... Number two, a priority. I, I guess. think that's something that's we're, we'd be really green at because you're right, probably. Drives. You, know, you know what I'm saying? I don't know because yeah. what what can we scout? Public land. We don't have act at certain dates. We can't even go onto the refuge um, to scout. I and, guess our, he, and our refuge isn't hundreds of miles. You know what I mean? Yeah. You think about it. There's some places where there's so much area to to be able to scout. But a lot of the public refuges we have are relatively small, if you think about it. Yeah, they're they're added up in acres, Ac- acres, acres. You know, yes. like oh, seventeen hundred acres. Right. This one's three thousand. You know, yeah. yeah. I don't know if anything's like hundred miles or anything like that anywhere, but no. But I know there's some like you're saying. There's several yeah. miles, mm-hmm. I believe. So how would you scout an area that you'd never been before, dude? What does everybody else do? I think they just pound the pavement, right? Pound the pavement with your binoculars. Yeah, and, with the binoculars drive. Look for birds. I mean, when we were in Canada, remember, I mean, we're sitting there thinking to ourselves, we can do this ourselves. I mean, anybody can, you know. 
watch the birds, watch them the certain times of day. That's a big thing, though, because when you are scouting, you I don't. I'm not saying you couldn't go out any time of the day to scout, mm-hmm. but you obviously need the birds to be moving to see them. If they're sitting on water, I mean, if they're right by the road's edge, no, of course yeah. you don't. They can be on the ground. But what if they're three miles back and you could hunt that? But you can't see that they're, they're But there. you can't see if they're yeah. on the ground. But then you see, okay, there's a group of 10 or 20 working. Bam, they drop in back there. So you don't know exactly where, but you know it's yeah. somewhere three miles back there. But that could be only certain times of day, like you're saying. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you would, you you want to know the times that the birds are moving. And mm-hmm. the only way Their you can... pattern. Yeah. And the thing is, you got to be out there. You mm-hmm. can't just... Right. Because if you miss it, you're, you're going to ruin your own hunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, definitely what what pattern they're doing. If they're, you know, stopping in this pothole bef- before they go get on the field or whether they're sitting on it all day, you know what I mean, or or coming in there and roosting. I mean, right. you got to figure out their pattern. You know what? If you've never been to that area, their whole setup might be different than where you're at. And you might just have to stay in the truck all day long your first day and say, okay, this is when birds are getting up, moving right. to water to feed. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with you, Travis. We're green. I mean, we're we're kind of green on that. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's rocket science. There's no doubt that we could do that. We could, but I'm just I'm not trying to act like we're no oh, no yeah, we no because yeah. we really haven't guided never right. never have guided, mm-hmm. but. No, we could do it. No, I'm I'm not saying we couldn't. I'm just saying we might have to spend more time on the road, whereas some guys that are used to it, they know the little window, the two-hour window they need to be out there. Right, right. Yeah. Exactly. And sometimes I I was thinking Google Earth could be a a good asset, but a lot of our refuges here, there's not even water in there when they took the pictures. Right. Right, exactly, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how that is. You know, other states don't have any experience with that, but some areas are seasonal. You know, they may have water at certain times of year, and that's not when they took the pictures from Google Earth. So, I mean, it could be a good tool, and then in other sense, you know what I'm saying, it may not benefit you at all. And then part of that research, too, is, not research, um, scouting, is doing... Asking for permission. <laughs> yeah. you know, And, I've, I mean, what I've heard and what I've read, um, some other states, they may be a little bit more likely to allow you to hunt, mm-hmm. especially if you got, you know... 2,000, 3,000 birds, and they're chewing up some farmer's field, and that's, right. that's his livelihood. Um, here in California, you know, I highly doubt that that would work. And it, you know what's weird? Um, and we've talked about this before. You could drive, we have thousands and thousands and thousands of acres of agriculture, but have you ever seen thousands of mallards in a field here? Never. You don't see it. No. So birds in different areas act different ways, I think. You what's know? The, what's I don't the know only, why. What's the only birds that we've seen like that? Geese. Snow geese, snow geese, specks, and specks. Yeah, that's it. Which that's gotta some, be that's farming practices, though, right? That's part of it, obviously. I would think that's a big reason why. And it's their it's their wintering grounds, so I mean that's part of the reason why. And in some other states, they'd probably die for that, but it doesn't matter because we can't. Everything's locked up. We can't get permission. Yeah. Now I don't want to say for people that are listening to this out of state. I know they're probably thinking, dude, you guys don't complain too much because. I've knocked on 50 doors and still haven't got permission. I know that happens a lot because I've listened to enough people, uh-huh. seen enough comments, heard some podcasts, people doing it. And it's like, I think it's, <laughs> people are more friendly out of state. If you live here long enough and you go there, you're going to see an attitude difference, but it doesn't mean they're going to give you permission. Yeah. 
No. But yeah, if they're destroying their crop, I mean, you would think. I I I think it's easier. Yeah. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make it sound like they don't have to work for what they get, you know. Yeah. Because I know they do. And I've uh listened to some where they just knocked on so many doors and nobody just they won't let them. Yeah. Whether you said you'll work and do late free labor, whatever it takes. They don't care, I guess. All right. So flying with guns, flying with your dog. Let's start with the gun part. Thomas, tell us a little bit about that. So our experience was a lot easier than we thought it was going to be. Um, I'd say a, a most important thing is to, once you know who you, which airline you're going to be flying with, go on their website and, and read their rules because the airlines do vary a little bit. And there there's actually rules on... Um, like how much ammo you can actually fly with because you can actually fly with guns and ammo in the same case. Um, I know we flew with... We didn't take ammo though, right? Yes, we did. Yeah. But it was in our suitcase though, not in the gun case. Um, we had some in the, in the gun case also. Yeah. So the airline we flew with, I can't exactly remember. For some reason, I want to say Southwest. It was Southwest. But, okay, so Southwest, yeah, because Southwest is, mm-hmm. you get a free bag. Anyways, yes. so Southwest allowed last year three pounds of ammo to be. Oh, that's right. Um, in I can't remember if it was in any case or if it was in that case, but so it, that basically was three boxes of of twelve gauge ammo in in that case. So um, so basically, if you're gonna if you're flying with guns for the first time. Uh, we basically bought a hard case. Uh, it was airline kind of like a kind of like a Pelican style. Kind of yeah, like a hard hard plastic uh, case had you know wheels on it. It was a two gun case. I think I we got it from Cabela's. I think, but uh, it's uh, airline approved. It comes with you know little uh, holes to put locks in, and it has to be. They can't be able to to open it. So like if a gun case is long, right? I can't exact maybe five feet or however long it is. Um, it needs to be locked up where the the people checking it in can't open it and like get into it with, uh, you know, because it needs to be locked up. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, anyways, basically, if you're flying in, flying with guns for the first time, you're gonna have your gun in there. You go up to check your bags, and they're gonna open it up. They'll look at it, and you fill out um, what was it like a little, a little ticket? Form. It was like a really small, like a three by five yeah, card with much. some little information, and you leave that card in in the case, and you close it back up, you lock it, and well, personally, and, and I, here's the thing with the there, locks: there was some stuff online about TSA locks. Yeah, you don't you don't have to have TSA well, locks. Let's let's clarify that though. Southwest, we did not. Right. Okay. Southwest. We'll say we did that. not have to, you, and that was 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 threw me off. I was like, "Wow, you know, like that's that's nice." Right. I don't know about the other airlines though. Like Thomas is saying, we're talking about Southwest now. What's a TSA lock? Well, you know, it's the I'm security. Green. It's this. It's when you go to fly. Uh-huh. You know, there's TSA that's security checking check. Security check. I got you. They do that with your gun too at a separate counter. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've heard though, if you have your own lock, 
if you're not supposed to have it, they'll cut it off and they'll replace it with a TSA-approved lock. Not, with their lock, And yeah. so there really won't be no issue. It's just all of a sudden, bam, right. their lock's going to be on there. Right. Okay. Now, I, that's never happened, so I, you know what I'm saying, but we bought regular, our own locks. They weren't TSA locks. Right. And you're supposed to be the only one with the key and, and all that stuff. So anyways, so you check it and... I don't know. You do exactly. that first. We did that first, yeah, right? Before first. we did our other baggage. But I, I'm not sure uh, where they put it or whatever, because that's it. Like, you have to wait. The one time we had yes. to wait, I was getting it, nervous. It's going to depend on your airport because one airport, they had us wait there and they said, if you it, wait 10 or 15 minutes. It was on our place of arrival, right? And if you if somebody don't come out here and call for you, you're oh, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then we went to another airport. And they said, but yeah, that, you're good. You don't need to wait. I guess it would just be dependent. So, yeah. But but Remember you do I, have to have, they do have to get a security, a TSA person to come look at that. Yes, right. They, they You open it up, they look at it, and they say, okay, you're good. You can close it up and they'll take it. But just so you, just to kind of put you guys at ease, it is honestly very easy. Yeah. Like, the only, and, the only and concern. Your, gun, your guns aren't coming out on the conveyor belt either. No. They go, uh, somebody has has it like they'll they'll personally take it right to your airline's little office there and bring it out to you when you get to your place of arrival right but remember we waited for a little while now and that kind of made me a little nervous yeah and then finally like 20 minutes later that guy come out after we already had our luggage 20 minutes later he comes out right out of the elevator with our guns uh-huh yeah but, but it's locked overall it's it's, it's not difficult no yeah. it's not I don't know what other airlines are like. Maybe, guys, if you're if you're listening to this and you're part of the the MVM Show podcast group, send us you know put put a posting on that page and tell us if any of you guys have flown with shotguns or whatever and guns in general, and just let us know if you've had any issues. If so, what airline was it? You know, whatever. We want to know too because we're not always going to fly with Southwest. We're going to fly with um, Alaska when we go to Kansas. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think to look up there. Right, their policies. They have a no gun policy. <laughs> oh, Can you imagine? Oh. Uh, that would not be good. So, I guess I'll talk about this part. Flying with the dog. I know a lot of you guys have dogs, so believe me, I've done the research for this one. Trust me when I say that if you have a dog, well, let me start here. So, most everybody has a lab. Then there's other guys that put maybe golden retriever or other types of hunting dogs. And that's fine. Whatever you got. Maybe some of you are upland game and you want to fly with your dog. Weight is the issue. Now, not every airline lets you. I'll just tell you right now, your hunting dog is not going in the cabin. Like little Fufu and Tinkerbell. Toto. Toto. <laughs> they can go in the cab in a little tiny, small, collapsible crate. And they'll, they let you slime under the seat. But if you have under a hunt, the seat, yeah, they want you to put How it in, in the world. Oh, oh, once you break it down, it's yeah, in. yeah. I was well, gonna no. say with the dog in there. What? Yeah, I mean, dude, think about how little those dogs are, though. Wow, it just they just slide under the your. I can barely fit in this seat, let alone get a dog in there with me. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're ta- we are talking about Toto though. So, anyways, if you have a hunt dog, it ain't going in the cabin. So they'll put it in the cargo. Here's the issue with that. Only certain airlines will allow animals, pets, dogs in the cargo. One of 
Frontier doesn't allow them in the cargo. Um, there's multiple other airlines. I guess I could have them laid out for you, but but you guys can look it up. Just type in Google, um, let's say Alaska Airlines pet policy or Frontier pet policy or American Airlines, whatever it is. They all have their set standards, and you, it's very plain and clear to see. I'll just tell you right now, though, Rocky's 96 pounds. It's crazy. I had to buy a cheapy one because the Gunner Kennel was so heavy, and it was bigger than the dimensions because they got dimensions and they got all this junk and that new one i bought which is a piece of junk cheapy ones 20 22 pounds um alaska airlines allows you 150 pounds or under with your dog and the crate weighed together there's another airline i want to say it's american that has to be a hundred and under so if you know if you had a female lab or an american lab americans are a lot smaller than those english labs you know a weight size yeah no problem i don't think yeah. you know you could get away with a lot i think there's delta or united some of those fly too you can do in cargo but i'm just letting you guys know rocky's got to cut weight well <laughs> i mean no i'm kidding think no about, he does about it though i mean it's, it's <laughs> the off season he's put on a couple extra pounds you know he needs to lose how much does that cheap crate you bought cost or it weigh? was it was a 22 pounds okay so minus so what is and that 96. 78 78 pounds for what how how heavy your dog could be flying with an airline. Oh, right, right, to get it under 100. Right. Yeah. I'm just letting you guys know Alaska's the only one that does under 150. The next biggest one, I believe it's American, don't quote me, though, is 100. After that, it's stupid. Like, you just can't take a hunting dog with you because it's it's so low, You it ain't going to work. Even if you had a female in a light crate, it ain't going to work. Wow. So anyways, just throwing that out there. But I did want to tell you guys, every airline wants a... Vet clearance. What's that? So you got to go with 10 days within, and I would suggest getting closer to your trip before you go to the vet than earlier because if you don't want to play with that timeline. But what you got to do is you got to go in there and get him a health check. So you got to take him in there. So you obviously have to pay for a vet visit. What's that usually run? Sure, it varies from vet to vet. I don't know because when I went and got that leptospirosis shot for Rocky that I highly suggest, if you guys are listening Please watch that video. The vet, I got the vet on video talking, telling you guys why they absolutely need this. And it is not just California. It is every state. They got to get this. Your dog could literally die within two hours or less. And he said, if you're not within a certain distance from the vet, you basically, it's, it's pretty much, it could, be, it could be over. And what's crazy is it's transferable to humans. Hmm. You could get that what from your dog. It, it's, a, it's a bacteria. Hmm. And it could, uh, it jacks with your your uh, kidney, your kidneys, and your liver. Wow. It could, I want to say now, I'm just wanting to say spleen, but I think it's liver. No, thanks. How, no, are, these, so how are these dogs getting it? Drinking out of like, it's like kind so of it's coming from water. Dirty water. Like, okay. you know, and you know, you think a dog, I've always thought a dog can drink out of anything. Right. Yeah. And not get sick. He did say on that video, though, and I'm, tr- I shouldn't get too off topic for this, but. He was saying that um, it's really bad February, March, April. And then you also got the blue-green algae thing that's going around. But he told me that's not as big of an issue as people are making it out to be. But I know if that dog gets that and it consumes enough of it, 30 minutes, they could be dead. But anyways, so you go in, take, get him the vet check. It could be 20 bucks, could be 50 bucks. I don't know. Yeah. But it's a certification. It's a paper that says, hey, this dog is clear to fly. It's actually about flying. And you mm-hmm. said that it has to be only 10 days? Yeah, 10 days or less. It's from only the time valid of for 10 flight. days? No. 
then I asked that because I thought, well, that's stupid. You want to, if, what if you're gone, gone for 10 days and when you come back, are they not going to let your dog fly back with you? Uh-huh. But it's not. It's just going. Huh. So if you plan a trip and it's two weeks long before you return flight, it's fine. As long as before you leave, it's within 10 days. So I don't know. Maybe no one listening to this is going to fly with your dog, but it is something good to know. It can, it's a little bit more work than you think. So I'm I'm so check your airlines weight restrictions. Yep. And get a vet check. Yep. And I that's it. No check, no fly, huh? Here's the thing, they don't have no problem saying so your what pet about, can't fly. What about <clears throat> when you get to the airport? That's what I'm nervous about though. Can you can your dog be on a leash? Yes. Walking I mean, into is it gonna sit? Yes. You know, transfer when, when do they actually get checked? When you check your luggage. So you walk in. You yeah, and they the check crate. it like it's luggage. Yeah. And that's a separate fee. That's another thing. So they're going to charge me, Alaska's going to charge me $125 to fly him there, and they're going to charge me 125 back. So wow. I just bought him a plane ticket. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I bailed out on taking it. That's him. crazy. I mean, it's, I know. when they check it as luggage. And I think because there's extra handling. Yeah. They're having somebody check on them, right. and supposedly it's climate controlled. Oh. It's supposed to be. That's what I was yeah. wondering. Is it hot in there? You know what I'm saying? No. Right. Dog Is it? I think Dehydrate. they're actually. Up, I think they're up where the crew goes, but it's kind. It says it's climate controlled. Huh. It's not like we're in your luggage, luggage. Yeah. And they say Alaska's incredible with their dogs. Very good. Like general, you know, I, I I've read some nightmare stories with other airlines. So I, w- I wonder if you're on a certain particular plane. Well, and that's the other thing. You have to. It has to be. A so full size could, jet, like a seven thirty seven. Yeah, it can't be time. like a little cigarette plane. They wouldn't. Have they any won't. Place to put them. They won't let you do that. That was the other issue. It was. It was kind of. It was kind of tough. Can that like, affect your flight times too? It. If you're. You know no. what I mean. If you no, because be they're plane. either going to let it on or not. It don't. It don't mess with your flight times. <clears throat> I. I. I probably could bore everybody because a lot. But, of people, but you're going to be on a specific plane though. Yes, like the ones that leave from Fresno to say Denver. Yeah, they won't let them on that one because mm. it's a smaller air. Line. It's an Airbus. They don't have the the place for them. I had to basically fly as someone with the seven thirty seven. Yeah, so I had to go to the bigger airport. Right, that's why we changed it like that. Yeah. So it's, I guess it's because I didn't know it was a little bit more work. But now, if you guys know this in advance, you do want to fly with your dog. I don't know. Maybe yeah. no one on the listen to this be, will do that. Will it but, be that big of a deal next time for your next trip? I don't think so. Yeah. But you got to do a little more research when you're buying the ticket because you got to make sure it's a big airplane. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So wait a minute, you're saying you can find out what kind of plane it is? Yeah, yeah. Because like when you're looking at the tickets and the flight times, it will tell you like if it's an Airbus, if it's a seven thirty seven. You know, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Anyway, sorry, guys. Let me drag that out. <clears throat> Expenses. Prepping, making sure, counting the cost before you go. Yeah. No cost is too much <laughs> for waterfowl. <laughs> go all out. Go to the bank. Have you started counting the cost for our trip, Travis? I'm, and I'm keeping that under wraps, guys, for a little bit longer. But uh, we are going trip. Travis is going on a trip. I haven't even looked, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm not going to say. I guess I should check for a return flight. I guess you should see if you can get work on first. That'd be a good start, but I'm definitely going to check to see how much it is to fly back because I'm not limited time. Um, yeah, you know, so the I'm to fly back. Are cheap though, they are cheap from there. Really, I'm good. 100, 140 bucks. Okay, so yeah, I got to check how much licenses are. Yeah, I don't out know. of state, right. you know, 
um what well i'm you know hotel do it online yeah we're gonna split What's a hotel gonna, or what? and that's part of doing the research that's why i was trying not to jump ahead is i go on like kayak if you guys want a good site i think they're okay maybe there's better there's booking.com there's kayak you can go on those websites on your phone download the app or you can get on the computer and i like those because it gives you a wide variety of everything but i'll give you a pro tip on that let's say if you find a good booking and you're like dude that's a good deal I promise you, don't forget to check the actual hotel's site because I can't tell you how many times I'm like, oh, dude, that's a sweet deal. And they call it, oh, a lightning deal. And you book it. And then you go on the actual hotel's website and it was like $20 cheaper night. I've had that happen multiple times. So just because you're on an app that's supposed to give you the best deal. That's not always the best deal. I would say, I would say, okay, look at first before you buy it. Yeah. That's the deal. So. So you got to look at the hotels. That's part of doing the research is what are you going to cost? What's a good deal? What doesn't have fleas and hair in the bed when you pull the sheets back? You know, you don't want no nasty uh, bed bugs. <laughs> hotel that has bad reviews. I'd some, look up the reviews. Some dive in the middle of the I'm, ghetto. Dude, I'm paranoid, dude, about that. I've had some bad experiences. There's nothing worse oh. than being, <laughs> <laughs> you know, sleep. That's your place of rest, right? When you got a bed... When you'd rather sleep in your car than in the bed, yes, you're afraid to bad. lay. You're, you're afraid you're to ruining <laughs> your trip. You're afraid to lay your head on the pillow. Pillow, that's <laughs> yeah. bad. You gotta check the bed. Hey, maybe before we you could just it. maybe we could just get a tent. Oh, just not. Nah. <laughs> we could. I guess we could. Dude, that'd be be mobile, man. That's a thought. Find some little park, you know. Dude, it's gonna be beautiful there. I mean, you could. There's probably so many places that we could stay. That's not a bad idea. That is not a bad idea. You're <laughs> sleeping with Josh. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I'll just the two snorers. <laughs> so in the summer we can find some air mattresses, blow them up. That's not bad. Day. I also got that's this. You guys are learning right now, on Johnny on the spot. We're learning. Should I say? <laughs> it's eat, not bad. Eat at a restaurant. Should be cool up there. Shouldn't be. I have to check the weather. You know, see what well, kind of weather it is. That's yeah. That's part of it. We're, we'll just have to live off the land when we go up there. Shoot our ducks Cook and ducks. eat them Catch for the our day. fish. Catch and cook. <laughs> Stay in tents, cook them over the fire. You know that would be pretty cool <laughs> content, though. Just I don't to, know how just, much I would enjoy it. Just to be out, <laughs> just chilling. <laughs> Make some hobo stew. Berries, Put pick some, wild berries, purifier water. You're getting too hippie now. <laughs> Go picking berries. <laughs> Throw my beard and my hair out. Doing berry picking with We've no had clothes four on. bear attacks in the last week. <laughs> What's wrong, Titus? Man, you're getting old on us. Ugh. Coughing, holding your side. I got, I got cheap shot. I got cheap. <laughs> I got cheap shot in the boxing ring today. <laughs> oh. It's either yeah. broke rib or. Oh. It's probably just gas. <laughs> no, <laughs> up in my rib cage. It's working itself down, under man. my <laughs> under my chichi. <laughs> Uh, okay. All right. Um, gas, food, rental car, you know, might need to rent a car. I don't know but you guys, but I got 150,000 miles on my Dodge. Well, I don't really feel like. Yeah, if you're flying too, right? You're going to have to get. You got to get a rental car. When you're there. Yeah. So that'd be a good one. What's a good duck hunting rental? A white <laughs> free candy van. Yeah. You just hot, take out the seats in the back. Pink, a hot pink PT Cruiser. Yes. <laughs> and we were talking about that, going in disguise. Oh, no. Remember the, the what was my car? 
That brand was a Toyota Matrix. That was definitely oh, an yeah, undercover sniper. Yeah. What did we yeah. take that one time we went to Montana? The, the, the most undercover car you could have is a Prius. Oh, dude. Nobody sees you coming. Right? That's that's too granola for me, man. Huh? Oh, I would. We're not saying it's not. We're <laughs> no, saying, I'm just saying. Let's it's say undercover you, agent stuff right there. You're, you're out in the middle of nowhere. You see a car parked on the side of the road and it's a Prius. <laughs> you don't think that that's a hunter going out <laughs> and slaughtering mallards. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right, check weather. That's a huge thing. I would say I'm comfortable with like a 10-day out thing to check weather. Because they have those extended forecasts, and they definitely can change overnight, trust me. But, like, I don't really worry about it until about 7 to 10 days out, because it's going to change anyways. Right. Yeah. And I'm sure it would change by state, too. And that could affect how you pack, too. Which, I, I not really, because you want to prepare for the worst anyways. If, you know, if it's going to be a downpour, you want to have your rain gear, and that's just part of what duck hunters take anyways. So, I mean, you're pretty good there, but, you just you know... Is a cold front coming in? You know, is, is there going to be a push of birds? Is it going to be warm? The birds not going to be moving? Is it going to be a full moon? You yeah. can look at that, too. Yeah, They're going to be feeding one. all night. That's a big one. Right do you need there. hand warmers or do you need uh, bug spray? It's yeah. hot. You know, yeah, you right. Bugs or... or you might need hand warmers the day before, and then tomorrow you need bug spray. Yeah. Right. You don't know. Yeah, so. I mean, that goes with, like you said, uh, what was your, what was your first one? Uh the essentials, yeah. I Checklist mean, too. To yeah. me, to me, at least one pair of everything is essential to plan for the worst. You know what I mean? Like, take a a a good rain waterproof jacket. You know what I mean? Takes mm-hmm. at least a little bit of warmer weather gear, or that can double as your core gear, I guess, core clothing, whatever. Yeah. But and a list base layers. Don't, don't base layers. skimp. Yeah. yeah, don't skimp. You and know two, what I mean? you, I mean, you probably should have a list of what you could buy there because things like bug spray, you're probably not going to take that on the airplane. You know, things that you could pick up there. Well, you could put in your luggage, but yeah, you could pick it up, pick it up there too. Yeah, and that's a good point. You know, with your checklist, like, okay, I'm going to buy this when I get there. Yeah, right. just make a list so you have it. So when you walk yeah. in there, your mind doesn't go blank. I know that my wife sends me to the store, and I walk in the store, and she told me three things, and I can't remember a single one of them. You know, it's fun- yeah, call her on the cell phone. What, what did you want? Yeah, you know. Totally. Like, okay, I'm going here for three things, three things, and then I can't remember what the third thing was. Yeah. And then you get a text message and don't remember. (laughs) What was, you had a couple times, we're about to wrap this up, guys. Uh, It's only 52 minutes, I thought it was longer than that, but you had a couple. No, I just had two things. I think the the first thing, we're talking about going out of state hunting. I mean, the first thing you're going to be thinking of that for is, what are you what are you going for? What's your what's your goals or what's your expectations as far as you know what I mean? What kind of what kind of hunt do I want to go on? You know what I mean? Like am I targeting <clears throat> like a trophy bird that I haven't shot yet or am I going to just do a lot of shooting like like a snow goose hunt or something like yeah. that or am I looking for that king eider that I've never shot and I've hunt, duck hunted for 20 years? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like so obviously, if you're starting to think, you, if you're thinking like, man, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to go out of state, or I like to go shoot this, but I don't have it here. You know what I mean? That's gonna dictate everything. Like, you're not gonna, nothing's gonna be the same about. This is kind of extreme, but like I just said, like a, like a sea duck hunt 
like an eider hunt or something like that versus a snow goose hunt. Yeah. You're, that's completely different. Here's another thing, and you guys kind of experienced a little bit. Um, you know, you want to shoot that, that one bird that you've never shot before. You know, somebody comes here, they want to shoot a cinnamon teal. How, how do you get that back home? You know what I'm saying yeah, that's a good point. To, Actually, to if you good. you know say we're into taxidermy, you know we have we have birds. Always have birds in our houses. Very good. You know point. so how how do you get that bird? Well, to, tell us, Charles. To your taxidermist. Well, I don't know. I mean, let's say if you're driving, what would you suggest if we're driving? Man, I can tell you, flying. It's it's kind of tough because I mean you got to freeze that bird and keep it frozen. You know what I'm saying? Because heat's your enemy. Mm-hmm. Bacteria, which it is start winter, slipping. Usually fall and winter. When yeah. So it's, I mean, so how do you keep your bird frozen when? So you're on a five-day hunt, you shoot this dream bird the first day, and you want to keep that thing frozen. Um, well, you what's would, your options? You know what well, I'm saying? You know. So tell us. Tell us I how you... Well, I mean... Well, does, okay, does, you got to freeze the bird. Does your hotel have a freezer? Will Wait, that bird well, fit off, in there? <laughs> first off, tell us how you're... <laughs> Charles, I haven't hunted out of state, man. Drama out. I don't know. No, no, no. State. That has nothing to do with it, though. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You just need, you need to just <laughs> no. first relax. Freeze the bird. Okay. How? Because that is key. People do this wrong all the time. They're putting them in pantyhose. Don't put them in pantyhose. Okay, what else don't put them in? Uh, don't wrap them in newspaper. Don't wrap them in newspaper. Get you a plastic bag. Get some a, a wet paper. Lock. Get some some paper towels. Get them wet. Wrap it around their feet. Wrap wrap it around their head. And they're not gonna be there that long. They're gonna freeze or burn. But just you know that wetness in there in case you get some thawing. Um, make sure that bird's frozen. Ziploc bag. Squeeze the air out. Get it frozen as fast as you can. Don't let your dog chew on it. The the better the bird but is, let's just say the you go to result. Montana and you're driving home. You shot the well, bird wait. of a lifetime. Let's do the flying one first. Okay. What let's did you guys just, do? You guys, no, listen, you guys flew. I know. We're gonna tell you that, but you just finished how you're gonna ship them if you need to ship them home and you're driving home because you're. I mean, you could stick them in your ice chest, but I think that's more of a hassle. Well, than if you had time, here's what I would do. This would be the perfect scenario. I would get that bird frozen. Okay. I would find UPS, FedEx, or whatever. I would get me a box. Uh, if you've got a Lowe's or something close by, buy some um, insulation like they put in the walls. Um, wrap that around the bird, put it in a box, and send it a uh, second or third day to, to your I home. I you putting dry ice in there. No, no dry ice. So just freeze the bird and put the I insulation. I freeze the bird, put insulation around it. Um, you know, fill the box with insulation. Put it, put it in the box. Send it second or third day. Tell your what, wife it's coming. What kind of box? Just a just a regular a standard regular shipping box. Yeah. Box. Tell your wife it's coming and tell her as soon as it arrives. Take it out. Don't leave it on the front porch <laughs> and stick it back in the freezer till you get home. Because she definitely cares about <laughs> as much about that bird. Oh yeah, what she's about, so concerned about yes, that. You know, definitely. What about yeah. the, what about this, Travis? <clears throat> we when we went shot those old squaw. We actually went to, I think it was like a U-Haul. Yeah. Tell the story. No, I'm not telling No, there's nothing <laughs> I'm not wrong. telling that story. Why? What story? The freezer <laughs> The freezer story. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't think there was nothing wrong with that, do you? Uh, maybe. <laughs> okay, whatever. We'll tell it, I guess. Who cares? Just tell it. Desperate times call for yes. desperate measures, right? So we're in uh, Mich... What is it? Wisconsin, yeah. And there was no lying involved Wisconsin. in this story. No, there was no no, we didn't do anything. No, we didn't. We didn't do anything that wrong. It was kind of weird. That wrong. It was just it was just kind of funny. It was pretty funny though. So, we're in Wisconsin. We shot these old squaw, never shot them before. Don't have them here. You it's know, trophy, tro- birds, trophy birds for yeah. us. Trophy birds for sure. So, we kept I think five or six, however many. Mm. 
of the of the really good looking birds. And our buddy that we went hunting there with was like, I got no room in my freezer. You know, I can't yeah, I can't nothing. keep I can't <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, sucker. <laughs> Anyways, he's all I, I got no room, you know. So we're staying in a hotel. We're like, Well, what are we gonna do with them? You know what I mean? Yeah. We didn't have ice chests. We I were called a, I called a couple meat lockers. We were in uh we were in <laughs> They a laughed. little, a little no. car. We had a rental car because we flew there. Uh-huh. Tiny car. It's not like we could have ice chests, you know, sitting with us. Uh, so, anyways, we <laughs> and we were hunting like all day too. So it's not like we were just sitting around, had free time. You know what I mean? We were hunting all day, getting back at night, sleeping, then getting right back up and hunting. So we ended up going to the Walmart across the street and and buying one of those really small it wasn't really small but the it's small coming. the smallest freezer box freezer box what? freezer that you could buy uh-huh. i can't remember exactly how big it was but so we bought this thing <laughs> how did we tie that thing to the car you i couldn't believe what that was car? my question like how did you guys get Dude, it to the, the where you were the, staying the the, the, the Trunk was completely open, and Thomas used I don't know how much, <laughs> like bailing not not bailing wire. Talk but about the, desperate. I mean, luckily we only had like half a mile to yeah, drive to our hotel. We didn't have to drive very far, so, so we had this whole freezer sticking out of the <laughs> trunk of that car. Yeah. So yeah, we we took it to the hotel, got one of the little carts that you put your luggage on, right? Wheeled this thing in up in the hotel, and this was a fairly nice hotel. It mm-hmm. wasn't like. You know what I mean? So Did you throw a blanket over. It no, what? we left we left it in the box in uh-huh. the cardboard box, plugged it in, and we put our we wrapped our birds, put them in bags and all that kind of stuff, and set it, set them in that freezer and froze them. They thought you were going for an extended stay <laughs> for, for two or three days, and then uh, got them frozen stiff and got them frozen. Shipped them out the next day. Uh, yeah, well, I think they're in there a couple days. But anyways, yeah, we uh, we we went down to UPS, I think, or FedEx, Something. yeah, and shipped them. But what I was I was gonna say is, we found, I think it was a was it Omaha Steaks? What's that steak company that sends you sends you meat? You know what I'm know. talking about? I do, but I don't. Know I, what... I actually have one. I still I have one in my garage right now, but it's a. Like a a, a styrofoam oh, yeah, yeah, ice yeah. chest. It's a uh, styrofoam. Oh yeah, ice the styrofoam. Chest. Yeah, yeah. But this these ones are thick. pretty thick. Yeah. yeah, they're not the cheap little yeah, cheap. Those would work good. Yeah. So really we good. we stacked five or six of them in there and duct taped it. You know what I mean? We and duct, then they duct put taped that, the dog out of they it. They put that in a box. Okay. So hey, there's an option too to keep yeah. them frozen longer. You know what I mean? That's a good idea. But yeah, then we re- we return that freezer to Walmart. Thank you. We, was, we 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 support Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if you're going to finish the story. Uh, yeah, but yeah. So and we, uh, but also when we came back from uh, Canada, we sh- we flew with our birds. Remember, we checked them in as baggage. You did actually because you brought back. No, yeah. Those so two. I, I brought two some, Roskies. Yeah, I brought some Roskies and I brought some meat home, and that was no problem either. So and that was coming from another country in, and it wasn't a big deal at all. Yeah, so we've flown meat back from from Canada, and basically all we did there is the place that we were we hunted with uh, cleaned the birds, and we just decided however much meat we wanted to keep, 
and uh, went down to, I think it was Walmart there too, bought, bought a cheap ice chest, just a little cheap igloo, whatever, and uh, put all the meat in there. And same thing, tape it up, send it home. Yeah. But they do check it. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, because it details. was coming from out of country. Yeah. So I can't remember. It w- but it wasn't a big deal. No, it was just a little uh, form you no, filled it out. Was, it was fine. Yeah. So, anyways. So yeah, that was. Did you have something, Travis, or did we cover it already? No, no. I was just asking, like you know, if you shoot that bird of a lifetime and you want to send it back. Yeah. How oh, did, the, what, do you what, think what we covered it? Do? do we think we covered it? Yeah, yeah. Keep that thing frozen. Yeah. Go, but go I thought FedEx you had something or... else on your phone. You were wanting to cover. No, was no, no. Just when he mentioned, uh, you know, that that popped in my mind. So. I had one more. I you mean, had one more not, point, though, right, Thomas? Really, yeah, it's not that. It's not like uh, a crazy one, but I, I just had follow through and commit. Once you go on the trip, like if you decide, hey, I'm going to I'm going to Kansas or I'm going to Alaska, wherever you're going on your trip, you know you did all this re- research. You know you you've planned all this stuff out, and you get there. If things aren't exactly how you thought they were going to be once you get there, you know don't quit and give up. Like commit and follow through with your trip and and really hit it hard and commit you know what i mean because everybody knows the highs and lows of hunting i mean you could be on the mountain one second and then the next day you could have the worst hunting day of your life you know what i mean but a lot of times we've had the best success when we've stuck it out when you stick it out you know what i mean so i guess that's kind of a little yeah, I don't know, inspiration or pep whatever, talk. but yeah, pep talk. Like, <laughs> if you're if you're going for it, it, if you're going to a place you've never been, you know, you have probably different expectations going through your mind. But like, if you get there and you're like, man, I don't, I don't know, I might have made a big mistake coming here and on my own and this mm-hmm. and that. You're stepping out, you know what I mean? Don't don't uh, just uh, well, oh well, you know, quit and give up. You know what I'm saying? Like. Commit and follow through with what you're doing. Yeah. That's a good way to make sense. That's a very good way to last uh, topic in this. So hopefully this helped you guys out. And I want to say thank you again for you guys, all your support and listening in and commenting. And don't forget to follow us um, on that MBM podcast group. And go, yeah, go to Facebook and and, uh, give us some comments or some, yeah, some topics topics or maybe uh, just suggest whatever, say something about a podcast that we've done or, or a different thought or like, Oh, you guys should do it this way. Or I've done it this way. Or, you know, here's a tip or whatever. Like we want to hear your thoughts, some experiences that you guys have had out in the field. Yeah. Your feedback, whatever. So, yeah. We got some cool things going down on the channel really soon. Some partners that we're going to be working with. So we really can't wait to throw that out there with you guys and, and uh, share it with you. And hopefully something that helps you guys too. We got a lot of trips planned. Like I said, pretty soon, Matt with High Prairie Sportsman and Ben from Foul Front. We're going to be hunting with them. Uh, Harrison's going with me on that one. So it's going to be a good time. Can't wait. So, all right, guys, uh, thanks for listening and we'll see you on the next one. <laughs>